Praise the Lord and welcome to our weekly 30-minute podcast, The Elephant in the Room with Bishop Michael Bellamy. Our podcast will cover various topics that are often overlooked, misunderstood, or even controversial from a biblical perspective. We're blessed to have a team of wonderful producers who want to make each episode something that will be enjoyable and informative. In today's episode, I will host a roundtable with a few single sisters to discuss their views on marriage and how to build strong, lasting relationships. Today's podcast was produced by Elder Maurice Clanton Sr. It was edited by Lady Satoya Clanton and Brother Howard Harris. I'll be right back with today's episode. My guests today are Chardon Nay Muhammad, Mariah Bellamy, and Juanita Jackson. Welcome to the Elephant in the Room, ladies. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Hey. It's good to be here. Yeah. Yay. I can hardly wait to have the discussion with you ladies about what it means, uh, what marriage means to you, what you're looking for in a spouse, in a husband, in a man. And what you think it takes to have a healthy marriage. Well, let's get started with Juanita. Juanita, what is your perspective on marriage? What are your expectations in a marriage? I really believe that God, you know, first instituted marriage. And a lot of times you hear a lot of negative things about marriage. um, But I am grateful that I have been able to see some really healthy marriages. I saw it in my parents. They've been married, it'll be, I believe, 54 years this year in, in April. And so I've been able to, you know, kind of see marriages that are really healthy and then see some marriages that I'm like, oh no, I don't want that for myself. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I, I'm like, um, I want what God has, you know, for me. And at the same time, you know, marriage, is, I know it is, it's going to take work. And so I'm willing to have, I want a partner who's also willing to work with okay. me. Okay. And I feel like if the work is really hard, then maybe that's not the person. Okay. Um, because there should be, you know, enjoyable times. You know, we should be, as we're working, work can be fun. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Um, and I always encourage people, you know, find a job that you enjoy most, mm-hmm. that you have the most passion about. And so I feel the same way with marriage. It's like, you know, allow the person to find you who you feel like I can get through this hurdle with with this person. So you let, me, know, let, I know me, gonna... let me let me just hit the pause button right there, because I just heard something okay. that kind of cued me up there. You said, let, okay. the per- <laughs> let the person find you. So do you think yeah. he should find you? Absolutely. OK, absolutely. But we have to be in a position to be found. That's mm, what my mom would always tell me. Oh. Agreed. We have to be in a position to be found. Wow. OK. That's uh that's a takeaway right there. Uh let him find you but be in a position where you can be found. Wow. I, I love yeah, that. I agree. All right, Mariah, what's your take on what marriage is and what are some of your expectations in marriage? Yes. Um I think it's pretty much that marriage is a partnership. Point blank period. Like I'm 26 years old and I feel like I've shifted in the concept of what I feel like marriage is, it's not always about finding your friends charming. Sometimes you need to also have to, you know, think about 
who's going to help you pay the bills and who's going to mm-hmm. be reliable and who's going to be there through thick and thin. So, yeah, I've, I've, like Juanita was saying, I've seen different marriages and I feel like I've kind of figured out that, you know, I, I need somebody that's going to be a life partner for me. So you, you know what you're looking for. I would like to think so. Shar, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sure, what about what about you? Um, what are what is your perspective on marriage, and um, what are your expectations? Yeah, they pretty much touched on everything. Um, I, I believe marriage is a partnership. I believe it's sanctioned by God. My expectation for it is almost grand. Like I, I feel like as long as you know we show up and serve each other daily and love each other the way that God, you know, intended for us to love each other, then we'd be all right. So when you say partnership, and I think all all three of you mentioned partnership, uh, I I had a conversation with some single men in one of the previous episodes, and we talked about it. They used the word team. You all are using the word partnership. It's pretty much the same thing. So let me ask this question, and I, I asked it of them as well. Shar, do you think marriage is, is 50-50? Mm-hmm. Um, it, I feel like it would be nice that it is, but I think sometimes, realistically, it doesn't look that way. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think sometimes the other partner might have to like overcompensate or supplement for that time that for their for their partner is still in the little twenty or thirty that day. But okay. I think that as long as every day you're not at a twenty thirty, then we can work through it. What about you, uh, Juanita? Is is um, is marriage fifty fifty for you? I, I like to think of it as a hundred, a hundred. You know, we all we both should be given a hundred percent. And kind of like what Chardonnay said, um, as far as the showing up every day, giving mm-hmm. your best. Mm-hmm. And I too believe that you know sometimes that individual may lack in some area. So mm-hmm. that's why it's important to kind of have a balance so that on those days when he's lacking, I'm able to, you know, lift him up or, you know, carry the load, whatever needs to happen for that day. But yeah, gotta be 100% in it. Okay. Uh, Mariah, what what about you? Do you think marriage is 50, 50 or everybody ought to bring a hundred percent to the table? Um, I, well, when I think of 50-50, I think of, okay, this, this is my part. I'm playing my role. Mm-hmm. And then the other 50 is you playing your role. So if I'm all in and I'm doing what I need to be doing, then I expect you to be doing the same. And kind of like how um, it was mentioned earlier, there are going to be days where, you know, one of us is down. So I expect you to be willing to do 60 while I do my 40. Or, you know, you, when you're 40, I'm going to be your 60. So if he's having a bad day and he's not doing his um, his 50, which is 100% of what he's capable of doing, and you're willing to compensate uh, for that difference in order to make the partnership work. Definitely. That's, that's what marriage is about. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So all three of you have been exposed and, and, and seen marriages throughout your lives. I'm sure that you've had some marriages that you looked at and said, hey, that's what I want my marriage to be like. And I think, Juanita, you said you've seen some marriages. You said, oh, no, that will not be me. (laughs) Who are some of the role models uh, in your life? Marriages that you've looked at, they're very healthy marriages. And you're like, yeah, I would love for my marriage to, to be like that. Mariah, let's start with you. 
would say my parents. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like growing up, I was really naive to like what uh, marriage was because I just all I saw was mom and dad. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I began to see how they were really a team. They're really, you know, they had a partnership. And I've been able to see, like, you know, what love looks like, um, what it means to, you know, be a husband or what it means to be a wife in a household and, and such. And then even now with them being empty nesters, seeing like what they try to do to strive to, you know, keep the flame alive and, you know, be centered and grounded with each other. So, yeah. So um, what is it that you have observed in other marriages that you don't want to experience in your marriage? One thing is I, I sometimes see other people neglect with their spouses, like telling them that like, they don't listen. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes I'll be at work and I'll hear, you know, one of my coworkers going on about like, Oh, his wife did this or, you know, she's lacking this and such. And just, you know, the third person looking in, I'm like, y'all just don't listen to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all just need to talk. <laughs> like, what you're telling me, you need to tell her. <laughs> so communication, like the lack of communication. Lack of communication. Shar, what, what about you? What role models have you seen um, in other couples that you would love to have in a marriage? I think that's a little bit tough for me to answer at the moment. <laughs> I might have to pass. <laughs> I might have to pass that one. You got to take a pass on that one? All right, fantastic. <laughs> let's, let's go to, well, let me ask you this, Char. What is it that you don't okay. want in a marriage? Ooh, okay. What I don't want. I don't want you to have unrealistic expectations for uh, what the marriage looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want you similar to what Mariah said, um, but in a different aspect for the guys at work. And though they aren't, you know, filled with the Holy ghost, sometimes I would hear them talk about their wives and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, I really hope when I get married, <laughs> my husband's not talking about me like this at work. Right. <laughs> like, well, it sounds like that's common yeah. in the workplace. The guys bring their problems to work, huh? <laughs> yeah. Juanita, what, what get a muffin basket? Yeah. <laughs> Juanita, <laughs> what role models do you have? Um, of course, my parents mm-hmm. are my biggest role models. Um, there was this other bishop that was from Detroit, from the Temple, uh, Bishop Stallworth. The way that he treated his wife, um, he was pastoring in Mobile, Alabama, and I want to say he was her second husband because the first one passed. Okay. But after he passed, she refused to remarry ever wow. again because of how much he loved her and honored her and respected her. And, you know, to see that as a young person, as a teenager, I was blown away, blown away. So she didn't feel like there was anybody else that could uh, exceed, that was, exceed yes, his exceed. his love and his performance um, right. as a husband. And so she was done. Yeah, she was finished. Wow. <laughs> to that this day, is, if you ask that, her, she is finished. That is beautiful. That's what Lady Gwen told me. She says, when you're gone, I'm done. <laughs> Aww, I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and I don't think it's because I exceeded her expectations. So. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about roles. R-O-L-E-S. I asked this question to the gentleman, and... I'm so excited to ask you ladies, 
Do you think that there are roles in a marriage, that there are some things that the man should do that the woman shouldn't have to or shouldn't do and vice versa? Char, let's get started with you. What is your concept on roles? So let me let me preface this by saying I understand that there are many of you beautiful young ladies out there that don't believe in roles. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not saying I haven't had this conversation with either of you, so I don't know what your perspective is on it. So tell me, Shar, do you think there is oh, roles goodness. in marriage? Okay, I do think there are roles. But again, it's just kind of like one of those things where if it works for you, then do it. So for instance, mm-hmm. I don't really touch the trash. I just, I've never really touched the trash. I'm just, I'm not going to touch the trash, but maybe, maybe the negotiation can be like, maybe I'll do something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the other thing, the other thing is for, like, if the, if the wife maybe cooks dinner all the time, then maybe the husband will tackle the dishes or something like that. I just kind of think like whatever works for you, then, then you should do that. But if we're in a situation where we both spend excessive time outside of the home doing work, and then I think that maybe the house responsibility should be shared a little bit more. But if, it, if it's not set up that way, then I do think that maybe if the wife is at home more then she would take on more of that home domestic responsibility. Sure. When you marry, do you want to be a homekeeper or do you want to continue to work? I would, I would prefer to work more part-time mm-hmm. than I would full-time, um, just because I do feel sometimes, you know, the home kind of thing gets a little boring. Uh, but as long as I have, like, something going on on the side, no, I, I wouldn't mind being home. Okay. Uh, Mariah, what about roles? Uh, do you think that there are roles in a marriage? Definitely. Um, my preference is a traditional type of, you know, household, like, or marriage, kind of like, you know, the wife being submissive to her husband. I'm okay with that. Well, that's Um, interesting that you use the S word, submissive. We had that conversation (laughs) with the brothers, and one of the brothers said submissive. I said, this interview is over. (laughs) We're done here. (laughs) (laughs) So you you do believe that a woman should be submissive to her husband? I don't believe that. No, I won't say that. What I'll say is, I that is my preference to where I that's, would be Okay, that's your husband. preference. Okay. Yes. Yes. Now, what about? I don't doubt anyone else who has a different preference. You're you're a working woman. Uh, when you marry, mm-hmm. do you want to continue to work? You're a professional woman. You're a highly educated woman. Do you want to continue to work, or do you want to be a, a homekeeper? I definitely want to continue to work full time. That's like where my passion is. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes that the homekeeping responsibility of the wife can feel burdensome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's just why it's important to make sure that you pick your your spouse who's able to like help you with that and willing to help you with that. But at the same time, I feel like in a marriage, like me cleaning and cooking and stuff is like a, a, a form of me showing love to you. So okay. it shouldn't be that much of a burden to me. So suppose he comes home one day and say, hey, babe, you know what? I really want you to quit your job and just be at home. How, how would you respond to that? We don't have to uh, talk about that. <laughs> 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 I didn't get this for no reason. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, what, that's what, 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 was in your, what was in your coffee today, right? <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Juanita? Um, Woo, 
Do you believe a, in roles? <laughs> I do believe that there are some roles. I think there's some flexibility in the roles mm-hmm. um, because there may come a time when somebody's not able to do something. So that goes back to that being part of a team. Yeah. You know, maybe I need to pick up with this particular responsibility. But yeah, I do think there are roles. Kind of going back to the word submissive. When the right person is there, there is no problem being submissive. He has to be the right no. man. He <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Has to be. Agreed. Has to be. Because yeah. I know me. Okay. <laughs> he has to be. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll help. You'll help him. You'll educate him because you're not. You are an yes. educator, so you'll 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 educate him. Let me ask you yes. this, ladies: Do you have a problem? And we're off script. We did tell you we would go off script. Do you have a problem with making more money? than your husband. Juanita? I'm finding in where I am right now in my life financially, I am usually making more okay. than the person that's interested. For me, it's not a problem. I'm finding that it's a problem for a lot of the men. So They're intimidated. Let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about yes. that. Men, so you're finding that men are intimidated by a woman who makes more money than he does probably higher educated than he is as well let's talk about that so how do you respond to that he may qualify in every other way but can you or would you even marry a man who's intimidated by your education or how much money you make i would say like depending on i guess to understand me Mm -hmm. or to understand the situation is that will help me make my decision. Like if he's nagging about it constantly or if it's constantly coming up, then I know it's an issue. Okay. So it's a conversation that needs to be had. It's like, is this too much for you? Okay. You know, but yeah, cause some, some people, you know, they are intimidated at first, but then as they get to know you or get to know me talking about myself, as they get to know me, they're like, Oh, you're, you're not like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I've been in those situations where it was too much for the person and wow. it, it just, just didn't work out. Wow. Let's take a break and we'll come right back and uh, I'll ask uh, the same question to Shar and uh, to Mariah as it relates to the intimidation of men if a woman is making more money than she is and have a higher education. This is Bishop Michael Bellamy. I hope you enjoy our podcast. And subscribe to our Facebook page. You'll find our weekly 30-minute podcast on many of your favorite platforms. Would you please tell your family and friends to listen in as well? We would love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and via email at theelephant2022 at gmail.com. Shar, um, what do you feel about making more money than your husband and uh, having a higher education? Can you can you handle a man who feels a little uncomfortable or intimidated? Okay, preferably, I want my man to make more than me. Okay. I, I do. Mm-hmm. I just I just feel he's he's the head of the household. He's the, the provider. He should be making more than me. Now, I think. If we got to the situation where maybe he started off making more than me and then I advanced in my career and now I'm making more. No, I don't think that's an issue. But kind of like Minister Juanita was saying, if it's more of a nagging thing mm-hmm. and he just kind of can't can't get over the fact that I am making more than him, then, yeah, well, maybe we need to sit down and have that discussion. 
So no, I don't, I don't think I would be okay with him being intimidated by the fact that I make more than him, unless he's able to get over it. Then we can, then we can talk. But <laughs> Okay. How about you, Mariah? Yeah, I agree that I would definitely prefer that my spouse make more than me. However, if I was to make more than him, I wouldn't have a problem only if like he was like giving me security in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people think that finances is security, but I feel like you can find, you know, a sense of uh, security in, in other ways in the marriage or whatever. So as long as he's like giving that, then I'm fine. All right, ladies, I'm, I'm going off script again. I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> How comfortable are you with marrying outside of your race? Juanita? That's a good question. I thought so. Um, that, is, that really is a good question. Because <laughs> technically, I'm not, I mean, I don't know if Puerto Rican would be considered a race. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I think there would have to be a lot of, goes back to communication and a lot of talk, mm-hmm. like really understanding. But I don't think that's a problem for me. Okay. It's not an issue for me. Okay. I would just, you know, he has to, I need him to have a little soul. He's got, he's got, he's got like some greens and some cornbread, right? <laughs> How about you, Mariah? Yeah. Um, is, is that an option for you marrying outside of your race? No, sir. No, sir. It's gotta I be, can't do it. It's got to be a brother. Yes, I want a black man, okay. like, straight up. I just feel like that's the only way you're going to be able to understand me. Like, anybody else isn't going to understand the struggle, and I may be light, bright, but I still go through it. So I need somebody to be there with me. Fantastic. How about you, Shar? Is that an option for you? Would you go outside the race for marriage? Absolutely. Why not? Why not? Sign me up. I definitely understand what Mariah is saying, and I do not think that they'll be able to, someone outside of your race will be able to fully understand you in that aspect. But, I mean, they could learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still don't think that they would 100% get it. But it's kind of just like, what are you willing to deal with at that point? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm fine with that. I'm yeah. Fine. You would you would teach okay. them a, you would teach them a little culture. Maybe have them hand, hand them a book of uh, one of Maya Angelou's poems and, and let them uh, yeah. read up on Maya Angelou. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. We had to do the little bl- the Black History uh, flashcards. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. Um, here we go. What are you looking for? And a man. There are eligible men out there looking for a woman. What are you looking for in a man? Let's start with Mariah. Mariah, what are you looking for? I'm looking for a best friend. I want somebody that I can uh, have fun with, mm-hmm. but also someone that you know understands me and I feel comfortable talking to. Ultimately, somebody who's going to be you know transparent with me. And I feel comfortable that we're going to be able to rock it to the end. And, uh, Char, how about you? What what are you looking for? Yeah, I would say that I'm looking for someone that's consistent and dependable and reliable. Like, I think that those are important characteristics to have. And I think the most important thing is, like, I want to be able to trust you and depend on you, like, through it all. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Juanita? Yeah, Char just said it. That that trusting 
is very important to me, I would say, um, because, you know, I'm a single mother. And so I've been leading my family. I want someone who is able to lead, someone who can make decisions. Okay. You know, and leading with respect and honor and dignity. Like what the scripture says, love your wife as mm-hmm. Christ, love the church. That's what I want. And if you're, you know, I just really need somebody who's able to lead because I'm, I'm tired of leading. <laughs> Do you hear me? Do you hear me? I'm bleeding. You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> I surrender all, right? I surrender <laughs> all. <laughs> yes. Where's the white flag? The white flag? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come and get me and my kids. <laughs> Do you hear me? No. I'm, I'm a yeah, I'm in the dungeon. Yeah, how, she's an how, adult now. She's 22. Oh, she's okay. Minister, so, all right. Yeah, no small, no. <laughs> <laughs> how important are spiritual values in a relationship with you? Let's start with you, Juanita. How important is it that both of you have the same spiritual values? I, I think as far as, I think the doctrinal basis is what I want most. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know we're going to we're going to have some differences spiritually, mm-hmm. um, but if we have that doctrinal base together, then I feel like everything else, you know, will fall into place. Okay, so that's the most important to me. Okay, Mariah, I think it's very important, uh, more so in when it comes to you know when we're having rough times. You know, uh, are we able to you know pray about it or pray together? And also when it comes to raising our children. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're Jewish <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm whatever, like mm-hmm. Baptist, like Muslim, whatever, it's not going to work out. Right. Right. How are we going to raise them? Exactly. We have to be realistic about things like that. Okay. So you won't be marrying a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a Jewish black man? <laughs> or a Jehovah Witness. Oh, yeah. There are. There are. There are. The Falantia the, the, the Jews are uh, come from Africa. Actually, they're, they're believed to be descendants of Solomon. Solomon and the oh. Queen of Sheba. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, right. How about uh, how about you, Shar? How important is it for you all to have the same spiritual values? Oh, it is so important. Mm-hmm. It's like extremely important, especially when Mariah said when it comes to those hard times. Because mm-hmm. it's like, how are we going to na- navigate through this? Because I don't need you acting like a non-believer when we get into it. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah. yeah. Even her point about like how we're going to raise the children. Like, I there has to be that that foundation there that we put in them that we're both on the same page about. Okay. Let me, uh, let me ask you this. We've only got a couple minutes left. Um, let's talk about dating, uh, dating and engagement. How long do you think, um, a couple should date? Let's start with you, Shar. Honestly, I genuinely don't think it should take you three years to know if you want to marry someone. Mm-hmm. Um, how, however, I think it's tough because even within that two, three years, I feel like you truly don't really know someone. Mm-hmm. And I, I have heard tons of times that you still don't even know someone, even when you first get married to them, like you're still uncovering all these things. Yeah. I, I really have no idea. Maybe like, maybe like a year or two. I don't okay. know. Okay. What about, what <laughs> about, know, so don't. you, you've dated for a year or two or whatever. And 
it's, you know, you've agreed for engagement. You've got the ring on your finger, Char. How long do you want to be engaged before you do the I do thing? Personally, I'm okay with a short engagement. Okay. If we've done intense, if we've done intense and very like strategic dating, mm-hmm. then I'm okay with a short engagement because it's kind of like we've already talked about and, and and have those tough conversations that we needed to have. So like, let's just let's just let's just finish it. <laughs> let's just tie the knot. Now, how important is premarital counseling to you? Oh, it's so important. Mm-hmm. Very important to me. That's one of the things. Like, no, we we have to do that. Okay. Non-negotiable. <laughs> okay, fantastic. I love that. How about you, Mariah? Same questions to um, to you. How long do you think uh, dating should last, uh, then engagement? It is a hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. It, it just depends on who that partner is, where your maturity levels are. But I would say maybe two years. Two years, okay. Um, I don't think that you know anybody after six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you know anybody for real, for real, after a year. So I would say two years. Two years, and then after dating, you guys decided that you're going to marry. You've got the ring on your finger. How long do you want to be engaged before before you um, say I do? I would say at least six months. Six months. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just want us to take our time and have a save money, do what we need to do. And mm-hmm. Yeah, have mm-hmm. a great kickoff wedding. Is is premarital counseling important to you before marrying? I wouldn't say that it's important to me, but mm-hmm. I think that I understand the benefit that it could bring to the marriage. Okay. So I would definitely be open to it and definitely do it. Okay. Uh, Juanita, same questions to you. I don't know how much older I am than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I told? I asked the guys. That's funny you said that. I asked the guys how old they were. And as as I was introducing you, a little birdie said to me, do not ask the ladies their age. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> My wife taught me that. She said, you never ask a woman her age. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care about being asked my age. I am 43. I'll be 44 in a couple of months. And so I guess for me, I really don't have a set time. Um, I think someone said it like it depends on the maturity level of that individual. It depends on the, the conversations we've had because you really won't truly know a person until you live with them. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you'll see all the different stuff coming out then. But um, I just think it depends on where we are. Okay. You know, it could move fast. It could be, you know, it could be six months to a year. It could be a year or two. Um, I know I do not want to date for two or three years. Okay. That's just okay. too long for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's too long for me and, you know, where I am in my life and knowing what I want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, six months to a year is, is good for me. I can hear you. And, come, um, come, come on, Jesus. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I've been patient. Yeah. So. I've been praying, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with you know. Um, and then you know, for an engagement, I don't have to have a long engagement either because I don't, I don't want a really big wedding and all of that extravagant stuff. I'm just not that person. I want something small and intimate. So. I don't feel like it would take me that long to plan for it. I, I have so many more questions for you, beautiful ladies, <laughs> and and we're out of time. But I, I want to just touch briefly on um, the fact there is a very small pool of eligible men in the apostolic Pentecostal churches. 
um, who have the same values that you ladies have. And I hear many young ladies uh, say how stressful, and if I can use the word painful it is, to, to wait patiently until someone finds them. Um, want you to tell me a little bit, is that something that you experience uh, or that you think about as well, the small pool to draw yeah. from? Yes, most definitely. And then, you know, sometimes the pool are not, they're not really not as spiritual as you would you mm-hmm. know expect or need them to be. Mm-hmm. And so it is, um, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've had some situations <laughs> where, you know, I'm, I thought that was the person because they did everything right. Okay. You know? Um, we, we prayed together, we fasted together, we read the Bible together, but yeah. you know, after you know, God revealed to me that wasn't the person for me, mm-hmm. a month later he was married. Oh so, wow. You know, a month yes, a I've month later. God. That's disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. What do they say? Yes. The devil is a liar. Yes. Well, God sure oh, led no. you out of that mess. Praise yes, God. I'm you, so grateful that I listened to the Lord and mm-hmm. I'm grateful that he loved me that much to even warn me yeah. that that was not for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the, the pool is small, but, you know, we still have to just, you know, be patient because okay. you want what's right for you. Yeah. How about you? How about you, Shar? Uh, do you feel the stress or the pressure of having to wait for someone out of a small pool to come and find you? Yeah, it, it's extremely difficult. And I think because it's such a small pool, it's just kind of like you kind of get impatient sometimes. And mm-hmm. Sometimes you think like, oh, like, do I have to move? Like, what do I have to do? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, like, really? Like, can I get somebody help me? <laughs> Maybe so I'm in the wrong spot. I need to get where they can see me. I'm in the wrong spot. Like, yeah. Look, they said you got you to yeah. be a place where he can see you. Yeah. I'm like, put me on the billboard then. Put me on the but no, no, but I think it does suck that we have a pool so small, but I just think that maybe even like if the goal uh, is to have like a godly marriage and spiritual marriage, then I think even the organizations that we're in could do more for the singles to all meet together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you, Mariah? I definitely feel the stress, um, especially in the church. Yeah. If I, if I could be frank, um, sometimes all the men, don't like women. <laughs> and so, okay, we're going to have to have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes it even smaller. Yeah, yeah. And I that <laughs> is, that is that is a very disturbing um that is a very disturbing thing to find out that we have eligible men who are handsome, who are educated and then to find out they don't like women, they want a man. That that hurts. That's painful. Yeah. yeah. Ladies, um, wow, I have really enjoyed our conversation. You've shared so much information. I will tell the brothers that they don't have to just come after you like you're the last of the cream of the crop. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know you know what you know what you want and you're not afraid to let them know, hey dude. Wrong house. But thank you so much for sharing your thoughts, your opinions with us. Is there anything that you would like to say in closing, Juanita? Just thank you for allowing me to be a part of this, for being a voice. And hopefully, you know, I said some things that 
are helpful to some other sisters out there. Fantastic. Uh, Mariah? Yes, I want to say thank you as well. And this is a great conversation because it opened my eyes to some things that I never really thought about as far as looking for a partner uh, for marriage. But yes, I had a great time. Fantastic. Char? Yeah, this is very insightful for me as well. And for all the single brothers listening. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no phone number, Shara. <laughs> That's right, Shara. <laughs> you don't have to find me. I'll find you. Yeah, I'll go ahead. <laughs> no, just, just swipe us on the podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. This was really great. And it was a good conversation for sure. Fantastic. Thank you, ladies. Well, friends, that's all the time we have for this episode. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode, which was produced by Elder Maurice Clanton Sr. Be safe. Stay healthy. God bless. Ain't I a woman? by Sojourner Truth. Well, children, where there is so much racket, there must be something out of kilter. I think that betwixt the Negroes of the South and the women at the North, all talking about rights, the white men will be in a fix pretty soon. But What's all this here talking about? That man over there says that women need to be helped into carriages and lifted over ditches and to have the best place everywhere. Nobody ever helps me into carriages or over mud puddles or gives me any best place. And ain't I a woman? Look at me. Look at my arm. I have plowed and planted and gathered into barns and no man could head me. And ain't I a woman? I could work as much and eat as much as a man when I can get it and bear the lash as well. Ain't I a woman? I have bored 13 children and seen most all sold off to slavery. And when I cried out with my mother's grief, none but Jesus heard me. And ain't I a woman? Then they talked about this thing in the head. What's that's called? Intellect. Yeah, that's it, honey. That's it. Intellect. What's that got to do with women's rights or Negroes' rights? If my cup won't hold but a pint and yours hold a quart, wouldn't you be mean not to let me have my little half measure full? Then that little man in black there, he says, women can't have as much rights as men because Christ wasn't a woman. Where did your Christ come from? 
Where did your Christ come from? From God and a woman. Man had nothing to do with him. If the first woman God ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down all alone, these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again. And now they is asking to do it. The men better let them oblige to you for hearing me. And now old Sojourner ain't got nothing more to say.